Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to day number eight of the Premier League Daily here from Online Darts. Uh, we are here bringing you instant reaction and we're looking forward ahead to tomorrow night as well from everything going on inside the bubble at Milton Keynes uh, in the Premier League darts. My name is Jack Gobby Garwood, uh, joined by tonight by Scott Mitchell and our very own Jordan North, the supply teacher, Cam McFarlane. Gents, thank you very much for joining me at this hour once again. Um, an interesting night, one with plenty of ups and downs. Um and ultimately, let's not spoil anything yet, but we don't need a judgment night, boys. No, we don't. We've got pointless night tomorrow, really. Um, <laughs> obviously, there's plenty of implications at the other end of the table, but it's a bit of a stretch to call it judgment night now, isn't it? Yeah, and is this not the, at least the second or third year in a row? We probably should have researched this before we started recording this. I've only just hit record as well. But I'm pretty sure this is not the first night where it has not gone all the way in this in the Premier League for a while now. No, I think you might be right with that one. Again, I haven't got that in front of me, but I, it seems right to me. Nothing but preparation here at Online Darts. As always, as always. <laughs> okay, so we've got our order for this evening. We're actually going to start with Game 3, in my opinion, and many people's opinion, game of the night and potentially up there for game of the tournament at one point. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen getting over the line 7-4 against Jose de Souza. Uh, Scott, I'll start with you. That was some performance from the Green Machine, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a blast from the past, wasn't it? We've seen against Rob Cross, it was a good performance. I think it was 107 average in the end, but this one felt better, even though it was a a worse average in the end. The fact that he went toe-to-toe with a man playing just as well. They were both sitting about 111 average within, I think, after about six legs. So the fact that they were both going at it was absolutely sensational. And it was a blast of the past about 2017 for Van Gaal. So it was a joy to watch, to be honest, for the full time. Yeah, and uh, Cam, does the performance, I suppose the highlight performance is the fact that both men chucked seven 180s each that's 14 180s and what turned out to be 11 legs of darts 
Yeah, it was pretty special, wasn't it? I wasn't sure you were going to bring that one up, but... Um... Oh, the only thing that slept my Akadad all night is Jose <laughs> not having the most 180s after the form he's been in this Premier League. But that just goes to show just the levels that MVG went up tonight is, is the point I'm trying to make, I guess, because yeah, Jose I... was heavy favourite for most 180s. He was, and we know that, obviously... He's not hitting many at all at the moment, isn't Michael? He, he's only on eighteen now for the for the tournament through eight weeks. Well, not eight nights, um, but yeah, he was. He looked good tonight, and at the risk of doing what what we all like to do when he chucks in a good performance, he's back. <laughs> well, let's hear from him then in his post match press conference. See how he thought about. Uh, his performance tonight because I don't quite think he said he was back um, but let's hear from him and then we can discuss it afterwards so here's Michael in his post-match conference Many congratulations a stunning performance tonight you must be over the moon with how you've bounced back from two disappointing performances Over the moon is a big word but I'm happy with performance especially the first 10-11 legs but after that I, I struggle a bit because I want to get the win over the line and uh, I made them myself a little bit too difficult and I shouldn't put myself in that position but that's dark as well eh? you need to get over it and you need to make sure you keep you keep doing the right thing at the beginning of the match what changed because that's the most relaxed I think I've seen you on stage in a long time uh, my my new darts went in quite well to be fair because you all didn't notice but I did notice and uh, you know, the, 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 yeah I can't really complain we saw the celebrations, the scoring powers back as well. It, 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 it's, it's a combination between loads of things. It's, of course, my, my confidence and my game has not been there where it has to be. But you need to get there gradually. Eh? You need to try to you can see you, you're improving and that takes time. It's not that easy because the pressure is always on my shoulder and uh, I have to do really well to... to to get under that pressure, but I think I can't really complain. And uh, I, I, from here on, I can build on to, towards my next one. Having seen what you did up there for the beginning part of the match, do you think the practice room... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. I said, the way you played at the beginning of the match, do you think the practice room are now going, oh no, he's back? To be fair, my practice room, I played really crap, especially the last half an hour before I went on stage. It was absolutely terrible. I was thinking... Shall I gonna play with that set of darts? I'm shall I gonna play with that set? It's both with my darts, don't get me wrong, but then then you can see I'm not hundred percent where I want to be yet. But that takes time, but with this kind of performance you get there really quickly. Michael, congratulations as always. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi Michael, um congrats on the result. Um a little bit of everything tonight, sensational and vulnerable. Uh so where do you rate your game at the minute? My game tonight, I think, was seven half, maybe eight. Because I think it was a good performance on the last few legs, few darts on my doubles here and there. But that's part of that as well. And uh, it, I think in this stage of my career and after tonight, I shouldn't be too disappointed on my performance. Because I think I did really well, especially on the pressure I'm on and all them things. And I, I think I did well. Um. When we hear Gerwin Price hollering and shouting on stage, he gets a lot of stick from the meter, from social media. You were very loud tonight. I could almost hear you in Glasgow here. Um, you know, yeah, why is that? Why are you doing that? It's not that I do that. I do it because when I play well, that comes automatically. And 
Uh, it's not that I'm gonna yell. Uh, that I'm gonna celebrate with a hundred. No, I do it only on when it really matters. And it's not that you do it to purpose. That's adrenaline that comes out of the body, and people have to understand that because there's no crowd. You have to make the game yourself. And I know there's a lot of players there. Wants to create an image around them to try to do the same as what I do, but that's in natural. I'm doing it natural, and it's not that I press the button and say I'm, I'm going to do it now, and I'm not going to do it. That's not what I'm what I'm like. But yeah, what can I do? Listen, thanks for your time and well done tonight. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Michael, well done on the, on the win and a great performance. Is that the best you felt on stage so far this year? Yeah, probably it was, especially after the first legs. Uh, first leg, one to five finish, even the camera of Sky missed it. But uh, I felt comfortable all, all game through, but you still have to get it over the line. And that's exactly at this stage in the tournament for myself. With the confidence, it was a great step forward for me. And uh, from here on, I need to make sure I do the right things and keep investing time in myself and believe in myself. That's really important, but I'm able to do that and I know that for sure. How important is it for you that you try and follow that up tomorrow night and get that consistency going again? Yeah, really important. Uh, it doesn't have to be 110 average, but you need to make sure you keep the nice flow going. And I guess Johnny is a great player to play against, so I think that's possible tomorrow. A lot of players and pundits over the last few months have been suggesting that Johnny Clayton's perhaps the best player in the world. Um, would you agree with that At the, well, over the last few months? Sorry? Over the last few months, would you agree with that assessment? You see, he's playing really good arts, but that's it, it, for me to judge. That's quite difficult, but that's quite naive from that players because he's still got other players. And if you put him against anyone else in the world championship final right this at this moment, is he going to win? You don't know. But there's so many good players. Even Dimitri is playing the game of his life, and still he can lose games against Jose de Souza. So. Anything is possible at this stage, but I only need to make sure I worry about my own game. And I know for a fact, when I play my game, I beat everyone. Michael, thanks for your time. Well done tonight. Michael, you seem to show extra focus and intensity tonight. How do you find the consistency and is that the next key for you? Consistency, of course, is the next key, but you need to take it... Uh, Minute by minute, time by time, uh, practice by practice. Don't make too big steps because you're going to fall down the ladder and you have to climb up again. And that takes time. But you need to make sure I'm going to do the right thing, the right preparation tomorrow again. And uh, yeah, I need to beat Johnny Clayton in a few more practice games tomorrow. So I'm put him a little bit more under pressure right now. Well, we get on quite well and we know each other's game and I know what he's capable of, especially at this stage of his career. But I only need to make sure I concentrate on my own game. That's the most important thing. Thank you very much for your time, Michael. You're welcome, boys. A seven or an eight out of ten he gave that performance, Scott. He's been searching for a performance. He used the same darts tonight that he used last night, apart from the fact he changed three times last night. Tonight, no such issues, flying straight in the bed. Seven or eight out of ten. Is that a warning to the rest of the field that the signs are there, he's on his way back, or are we still... Skept kind of that, knowing that he's had three performances in this Premier League where he has an average 95. I, I am going to make that cardinal sin of saying, yeah, I, I do think he's somewhat back because I think all it wasn't just a good performance. It was all the trademarks of vintage Van Gelen was there as well. How many roles did you see? In, you had more roles than 180s in the game. 
he had the one two five checkout on the bull when he had no need to do it. That was gorgeous, by the way. That was wonderful. It was beautiful and it was unnecessary unless you're the cocky. Pardon, you're a cocky best in the world player that Michael Van Gerwen thinks that he is, and he, he potentially is. So, yeah, I think not only was it the performance that was there, but all the traits of vintage Van Gerwen was there as well. Do I think it was a seven or eight? Yeah, I understand because I do think he has another gear up to go when everything's there. So, I believe him and I'm excited. I, I think he's back. Big, big claim. A word on. Jose, before we move on, still finds himself in sixth position, pretty solid on eight points. There's a lot of people on eight points in a minute. We'll get to that bit in a bit because you don't want to spoil who got relegated if you haven't seen it yet. You probably have. We're going to keep going right up to the very last minute that we can announce the two players um, that won't be moving on past Judgment Night. Uh, He was the only man to have won three in a row before tonight in this Premier League campaign, which is surprising considering the way he started. Um... I don't think he'd be too disheartened by tonight. They really missed a couple of opportunities. Only four from 14 on the doubles. Tightens that back up again and he's still in with a chance at the top four, I think, Cam. Of course he is. I mean, that is one thing to say with that, again, without giving away too much. But every single person that's still in in the tournament now is banging with a chance of making that last four. I agree. Yeah. I've made it so difficult now, haven't I? Let's move on to (laughs) (laughs) one of the games uh, that could potentially have sealed a relegation spot. So we already knew that Glenn Doran would not be progressing past Judgment Night um, yesterday. Uh, The last spot up for grabs, I say up for grabs, nobody wants to grab it, I suppose, (laughs) uh, was between Rob Cross, James Wade and Peter Wright. So we're going to start with Rob Cross voltage himself, needing a win. Otherwise, he needed results to go his way throughout the night. And he didn't get it. Uh, 7-5 loss to Nathan Aspinall. Asp looking solid further up the table. Um, Cross, once again, just faltering in a couple of moments that might have kept his dreams alive in this game. Yeah. Oh, oh Which way are we going? <laughs> I'll go with you, Cam. On you go. Yeah. It's, too, it's too hard to describe it without giving it away. You can go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Cross, had, he had his opportunities again, didn't he? he? He did, but it was another very good performance from Nathan Aspinall, who just seems to be at a really good level right now. He's playing some good stuff. He's hitting plenty of 180s. There's a wonderful 146 checkout in there as well on the way to it. And when it came down to it and Cross needed it in that in that final leg, Nathan closed him out pretty well, kicked it off with a 180 and, and never looked back, really. Yeah, Scott, there was a moment, wasn't there, where you thought maybe Rob was going to get a point out of this because Nathan led, I think it was 6-2, and Rob thought, yeah, fought back to 6-5, and then there just wasn't enough in the tank in that decided leg. Nathan kicking it off with a 180, Um just pretty much slamming the door in, in Rob's face in a hope for a point that could maybe would have kept his hopes alive. <laughs> now yeah. you've said it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Results going is like, to be honest, let's just come out of it because I've just realised when I send this off to Jar to edit, the title is going to be Rob Cross is eliminated. So spoiler alert, <laughs> Rob Cross did get eliminated from the Premier League tonight. 
the 7-5 loss to Nathan Aspel and results not going his way elsewhere throughout the rest of the night meant that Voltage joins Glenn Durant in not going past Judgment Night. That final leg then, just the door was shut in his face really, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. The, the first three darts killed him because Aspel looked as if he was running out of steam. He was hitting like straight fives. He was just chucking the third dart away in the previous two legs. But... He got he got it done in the first in the first uh, three darts of that visit. And just quickly, since we've got that there, that game and the full season, I think for Rob Cross has just reminded me of a of a Kim Hybrex Premier League campaign. It hasn't been bad. He hasn't yeah. been shambolic. Like, he's not embarrassed himself at all. Just too many times he has lost games seven five. He's dropped points in stupid positions. We go back to the Peter Wright game. I I think it was is it five? I think it was five two up or something like that. And lost seven five to Peter Wright, who is a man that could well have t- taken his place in the relegation battle. So just t- tonight and in the full campaign, it's, he, he wasn't bad. He didn't do too much wrong. He's just slightly in the, in the wrong side of defeats. Completely agree. The only issue with that Kim Hybrex comparison is Kim did not get back in the Premier League the following year. Back-to-back relegations mm. for Rob Cross. Not in the top four of the world anymore. Is this the last time we see Rob in the Premier League for a while? I wonder... Um, moving on then, game three, we're going to discuss is game number five of the evening, purely because this is one of the results that meant Rob was eliminated. So Rob wasn't actually down the moment he lost. He needed uh, Wade to pick up at least a point and Peter Wright to pick up a win for him to relegate it. Uh, Peter Wright did that against Glenn Durant. 7-1 for Snakebite, 94 average. Uh, Glenn not even getting above 80 tonight, 79 Um I mean, if it's if this wasn't for the implications it had on the relegation zone, we'd probably be discussing this game last. But because Snakebite had to come out and do a job, we're now talking about it now. There isn't really a lot else to say about this game, I think, boys. No, I think you're right. Um, it was... Well, it was a bit of a non-event, wasn't it? Glenn just needs to get himself out of there now at this stage. It's just, it's not working for him. He's the, probably the last place he needs to be is up on that stage right now. And it showed in that game. There was a couple of little flashes early on where he put a couple of things together. He looked like he might be able to possibly do something. And then it just it just didn't materialise. Snakey ran into a, into a big lead. And then other than that, one two one, which Glenn was the most shocked man in the room, I think, when it went in. <laughs> um, his reaction was absolutely priceless. Um, yeah, he's just he needs to just get through that game tomorrow against against Rob and get himself home and try and figure something out. I completely agree. And the little flashes is the bit I'm going to pick up on there for you, Scott. We did see glimpses, didn't we, of Glenn? He tried, nearly forced himself into position to pick up the first leg with the 180. Second leg wasn't a million miles away, ran out of steam, picked up the 121 checkout as well, had chances to win uh, leg number three. When he's in the form that he's in, we've been saying that all week, to be honest, that if he doesn't get off to a good start, that's it then, the head's down, he's struggling, and it happened again tonight for his eighth straight loss in the Premier League. Yeah, it's just not a very nice situation, is it? But you're, you're being kind by 
picking out the, the glimpses of positives and amongst all of that, I, I would I wonder is Glenn gonna do the same or is Glenn's attitude just gonna be focusing on those negatives and just really get themselves down? I hope it hope it's the former, but as, as you said, there were chances like the eighty-eight checkout, he had two darts to, that he missed at that. The one to one he took, and then there was the the three darts at the end at twelve sixes and threes. So we're really we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for positives for him. <laughs> yeah, there we are. The one thing, the last little morsel I'm going to give him is it is against Rob Cross tomorrow. It is a glorified exhibition that means nothing to the league, nothing to anything, nothing for position. You're getting paid thirty thousand pound at the end of tomorrow to play darts against a guy who's okay at the moment as well. Maybe with all that pressure off, maybe there'll be something. There is that because literally going into tomorrow, even in a normal Premier League season, you'd expect nine and ten to be a little bit closer and a win for one or the other would be a couple of thousand pounds of a prize money. That does not exist. Tomorrow is the true definition of a dead rubber and I fully expect it to be on first and got out of the way. Yeah, it's already no sense. It has to be on first, doesn't it? And Yeah, I think the only thing that could play against Glenn tomorrow is you don't want to finish on, on no points. Nobody's yeah. ever done it before and that's going to be a hell of an amount of pressure. Especially to... not the reigning champion as well. Like, yeah. This is just such a... Like that's going to be talked about forever. Yeah. Um, even probably with the relegation, it's probably going to be enough, like being bottom of the table. But if he goes through it with no points whatsoever, like, I almost want Rob to just, to just let him have it. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. One last comment on this game before we do move on. Peter Wright's post-match interview with Sky, not his conference, his interview with Sky, he mentions a phrase, I just need to learn to stick with one set of darts. Will he ever do it? Will he ever do it? The man knows now, right? The man knows. And even uh, I saw a tweet earlier that Yellow Classen on RTL coverage tonight was saying if Peter just sticks with a set of darts that he had in his hand that he played with last night and tonight, or the world champion darts, he'd be so much better player that the consistency would become a thing. He's acknowledging it. Will it ever happen? Because the sentence he came up with afterwards was, well, it's not those ones, is it? Because I played rubbish. He but didn't it play is, particularly it? well. It is. But they are one of the one of the two sets, surely, that he has to go with. I just hope if he is gonna settle on a set. It's not the wobbly ones. Like I, just, I can't it watch can't them every I can't it watch can't them all the time. It simply cannot be them. Right, moving on then, boys. Uh game four that we'll talk about. Uh we'll switch this actually, because this one did have slight implications of relegation as well. James Wade, back to back victories for the machine, I think. I'm, I'm just yep. jumping yep. the gun there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, his victory also put Rob Cross in a precarious position going into that final game. Um, 105 average for James Wade, beating Johnny Clayton 7-2. Now, lads, if I told you that scoreline was coming at the end of night number five, you'd have laughed me out of the room. If you'd have told me Johnny Clayton would be eighth after night five, I would have laughed you out of the room, but I don't really believe that he's just completely stalled in this. But focusing on James Wade first, since he's the man that won, I, 
I don't really enjoy watching them. Just it's nothing like personal. It's just the, the style, the, the average is usually hits is not usually that glamorous. But tonight it really was a joy to watch at times. His, his top one was, was decent but not amazing, and he still produced 105 average. It looked really slick and really enjoyable to watch. Back to back nights where he's he's averaged 105. Um it's it's been a criticism of Wade in the past, but actually when it goes for him, it, it sort of works in that you know what level he's going to finish a match with after three legs. He's, he's going to be at that average. He's going to be at that level consistently. Once it settles down and you, you find out an average, he's not going to dip, but he's also not going to kick on. And for the last couple of nights, he's not dipped and it's got him out of a potentially sticky situation because with three nights left, I had a massive favourite to go down. I thought Peter Wright and Johnny Clayton, the way they were playing in the first set of five nights... They were a level above James Wade, but he's responded really, really well and now finds himself solidly in the midfield again. Yeah, I I called him as the one fact, to go down last night. Not even night. solidly in the midfield. James Wade is in the top four. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I called him as the one to go down last night, even as, as recently as that. Um, but yeah, that's three averages in a row. 104, 105, 105. And as Scott said, he wasn't particularly good on the doubles tonight. Um, it's 35% for James Wade is probably about as low as you'll ever see on the doubles. And he still averaged 105. It was very impressive. Um, against Johnny Clayton, who, who played fairly well and was not even in the game, really. Well, here's the headline stat from the game, Scott. Johnny Clayton averaged 103 and had four darts at a double or match. Like against against James Wade. <laughs> against it's, it's, James Wade. Yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous from James to limit his opponent to only have four attempts at a double while he's averaging 103. And he did similar to Peter Wright last night, if my memory serves me correctly, to, to coin a phrase from Jar. Yep. Peter Wright had seven attempts at double last night while averaging 98. He's gone one better tonight. That's a ridiculous level of performance from the machine just when he needed it most. And I think the problem for James is he doesn't want this block to end now. He's playing it at such a level that after tomorrow, there's another break. And I think he'd want to yeah. carry on. Well, what do I just about to say that? But I, you just look at his opponent tonight. After night five, I was convinced it's going to, it's going to potentially be unbeaten and invincible. He's going to take to new level. He's going to be first. But has just completely stuttered. He was a complete passenger in this game, perhaps for no fault of his own. But I think he's in real trouble of not getting anything out of tomorrow and in the end, plateauing into seventh or eighth place. So you're 100% with the momentum in this. That, that's exactly how Gary Anderson qualified last year, just for a burst of five good games in a row. And that it could well do the same for James Wade with this one. Yeah, completely agree. We'll come on to... Johnny's ambitions and where we think he'll come in the table when we talk about tomorrow night's matches. Let's move on to the last game that we're going to talk about, or the last game even that we haven't spoke about yet. A rematch of the World Match Play final. Um, <laughs> Dimitri van der Berg is top of the Premier League table as of tonight. He is up there, cannot deny that at all. But this game is not a lot to talk about after, well, the standard of scoring was good. The standard of finishing was... It was horrendous. 
there's no nice way of putting it. Five from it wasn't 27 that good, and mate. seven from 31 is abysmal from two of the best players in the world. Um, yeah. Cam, just 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 talk to me about the game because I'm, I'm lost for words. Yeah, it, there was... I, I, it was like watching me and you at times trying to finish your leg off. It was. It really wasn't very good at all at that end. Again, the scoring the scoring was great. There's four one eighties a piece in there, but it wasn't. It wasn't a great game to watch, was it? It didn't. It just didn't flow very well, except for one leg where we <laughs> all got very excited, and I hundred percent thought when that treble fifteen went in that it was going. I didn't think he was missing that. You say all got very excited, but I started to panic realising I didn't have the usual gif ready for the socials tonight that we'd used to show that a nine dart has been hit. And also most disappointed because it was against Gary, who is one of my favourite players if we're allowed to have them in the roles that we do. Um, but it was a bloody good effort from Dimitri. And it look, this just summed up the game, right? The leg before, Dimitri won the leg on double one. Then he misses the double for a nine data, wraps it up in 10, I think it was. And then the leg after, they find themselves back on double one again. Yeah, if, if you look up Scrappy in the Darton Dictionary, you would get out to this game, wouldn't you? But <laughs> it's, yeah, I think it was 46 missed doubles with you know, it's just laughable. I've thought about going back in time tonight to a vintage MVG. It's like going back like eight years to the Gary Anderson that was absolutely amazing but couldn't finish his dinner. And then for some reason, Dimitri decided to join them. So I don't know if it's a fair result, to be honest. I feel like a draw probably would have been, but it keeps picking up the points and that's why he's top of the league. Yeah? That was my next question before we look ahead to tomorrow and run through the table as it stands. Gary will be absolutely kicking himself that he has not picked up at least a point in this match that he's... He's missed less starts at a double. He's, he's scored slightly better if you look at the ton tables. But again, he's he's missed out. Yeah. And when it's as tight as it is, this table, you can't afford to be chucking points away like that. Realistically, he could have, he could have taken oh. both points tonight and he went away with none. Exactly. And both points tonight for him and not for Gat, for Dimmy. I know if my aunt had a wheel, she'd be a bicycle sort of thing. Gary'd be on 10 points, Dimmy'd be on 10 points and they'd be third and fourth instead of first and fifth. That's how tight this Premier League is at the minute. If she only had one wheel, she'd be a unicycle, but that's... All right, smart ass. Let's no go through for that, the table as it stands. Then we'll look ahead to judgment night where no judging will take place. Um, let's go from there. So, as we said, Dimitri Vandenberg finds himself top of the Premier League table through eight nights. Uh, the Belgian is on 12 points and the only man to be so. Uh, second place, Michael Van Gerwen, up to 11 points on the coattails of Dimitri Vandenberg. Let's not forget, Van Gerwen absolutely loves finishing top of this group table. He's only failed to do it, I think, last year or to Phil Taylor. So there's only three men that have ever finished top of the table heading into the playoffs. 
and Van Gerwen will want to keep that number at three. As I said, he's in second place at the minute, 11 points of a plus 12 leg difference. Third place, Nathan Aspinall, 11 points for him as well, plus 11 leg difference. So he's just one leg behind uh, Michael Van Gerwen at the minute and completing the top four, a uh, massive turnaround from two nights ago. James Wade, uh, he's on nine points with a plus seven leg difference. Uh, flying Scotsman Gary Anderson is in fifth. He is one of four players on eight points. So everybody that is not getting relegated, I'm about to list, are all on the same amount of points, and they are separated by three legs. Four legs. Four legs. I can read a table, honest. Gary Anderson is on a plus one leg difference. Jose de Souza is in sixth. He's on eight points with a zero leg difference. Peter Wright is on eight points with a minus one leg difference. And Johnny Clayton, the man that found himself up in the top two for large periods of this Premier League, has taken a massive fall the last couple of nights and finds himself in eighth position. He's on a minus two leg difference. Then the two players relegated as of tonight, Rob Cross, five points, minus five leg difference. And Glenn Durham, no points, minus 37 leg difference. Let's look ahead to tomorrow then, uh, night number nine, Judgment Night. Uh, I'll read them in order of what I have in front of me, although we suspect Glenn Duran and Rob Cross will now be moved to the first game as it effectively is a dead rubber and does not mean anything. So game number one on the list I have in front of me, boys, is Johnny Clayton versus Michael Van Gerwen. And quite frankly, the ferret will be pretty pleased that Rob Cross did not pick up at least a point tonight because the Walshman could have been in trouble of relegation heading into Judgment Night looking at this. Um, where are we going with score predictions for this one? Cam, I'll start with you. Yeah, well, I'm going to try and back up the three correct scores out of five I pulled off from last night. I was getting that no, in there no, let, me just, let me just pick that up for you. <laughs> yeah, I had to drop it at some point. Um, I think... I mean, I, I don't know whether I'm the only one that watched Johnny Clayton tonight and didn't think he averaged anywhere near 103. Mm. Um, it didn't look that good watching it. So I think he's in a bit of trouble tomorrow um, or today, whenever it is that we're listening it or finish recording it. Uh, 7-2, Michael Van Gerwen. Scott, I, I don't know why you pause it or I'm setting it up for you, but you're next. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. I am of a somewhat... Uh, thought process to, to calm. It, it was just it was just a certain character to James Wade tonight. It, it wasn't that bad. And that's a weird thing to say about man having 103. So I'm going to go 7-4 Van Gerwen. I think it will be respectable, but I think it will be second best again. Yeah. I think I'm going to follow you with the victor. I just think Johnny strikes me as one of those players who when MVG starts roaring and, and screaming and, and geeing himself up. Johnny strikes me as the type that he lets that get to him. And if Van Gerwen comes out the blocks early again tomorrow, I think he'll let it get to him again. I'm going to go 7-3 Van Gerwen. I'm going to split you two. All three of us have picked Van Gerwen to win. He's back. He must be back. <laughs> he has to be back. <laughs> I, I'm not saying he averages 105 or whatever it was that he came out with tonight in the end. Let's double check. 104.72. But I don't expect like a 98 
from him tomorrow back up because that's the other issue when he has put in a, a ridiculous performance in this Premier League so far the 107 he backed it up with not a lot yeah that is the worry but I, and that's pretty much what I was going to say that it's, it's an obvious comment to make but if they if these two were playing on Monday and we had to give our predictions about what they were going to play I, I don't think any of us would have Van Gerwen winning let alone all three of us so it just goes to show how, how fickle we are that two results can sway as well as yeah, he, he backed up a 7-3 win over Rob Cross, where he averaged 107, with a 7-3 loss to James Wade, where he averaged 90.9. Like, <laughs> it's very, very quick for us to jump back and say that yeah. MVG is back when yeah, he's been like... so hit and miss, but he is on 11 points. So he, he's definitely doing something right. Game number two, we think this will be game number one. It'll be moved around. Glenn Durant, Rob Cross, both men already relegated. Um Scott, I'll come with you for a score prediction first. Uh, I was seven to Glenn looked even more broken to me tonight than, than it has done for a while, which is which is saying something. So yeah, I, I don't think there'll be any improvement despite being a dead draw. Seven to to, to Rob Cross. Yeah. yeah, I don't see much much improvement either. I actually think there's a lot of positives to take from this for Rob Cross, even though he has. Been relegated. I think he's 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 played pretty well over over the the eight nights so far, and I think he backs that up again tomorrow. Seven one. I I just don't see anything in Glen after tonight. This goes one or two ways because Rob's already out and he's not playing for anything either. If Glen gets out in front, Glen could potentially get the win. The other issue is if he loses one or two, he just wants his campaign to be over so quickly, he could very well lose the next five. Um, I'm going to back Glenn, you know. I, I, I just hope the man picks up at least a point, if not two. He, he's such a good bloke, such a good dark player, and the form's there. He's a, he's a three-time world champion, and go on. Don't finish with nothing. Go on, Glenn. You can do it. I'll go Glenn seven three. Five. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> I don't think three. he wins. Hey, if it goes close, he doesn't win. I'm, okay. I'm effectively yeah, hoping enough. that Cross just gives it up. Chucks do you know what in. I mean? Yeah. I mean, He's not I... chucks it in because I'm not insinuating that any of the players would ever just, just no, chuck a game away. But yeah. at the same time, there's absolutely nothing for Rob to play for. And with the same mentality that if Glenn's up, out and flying. I hope he does get at least a point. It, it, would, it wouldn't be nice to see him finish on none, but yeah, yeah I can't. I just can't see it. Yeah. Next up, oh, this game could, could have been massive again if we didn't already know who was going down. Jose de Salza against Peter Wright. Um, Kant, your turn to go first. Uh, very much sitting on the fence on this one. I think this will. I think it'll be a good game, um, and I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be tight, but I just I'm not sure. I can I can't bring myself to go either way. I think I think six all was about where it yeah. is for this game. Scared. Yeah. Scott for yourself. I, I think for that computer, right? It's just. Such an unfair for you to try and make us do. Just, <laughs> we, we just don't know. I don't make the rules, mate. I just enforce them. <laughs> I, I have more faith in Josie. Well, actually, there's there's only one leg that separates them in the table, 
And yeah, I just feel like Josie has been more consistent out of the two. And he's just thrown points away rather than deservedly lose. So I am going to say 740 to Souza. I just have more faith that, that it will be steadier than Peter. I think you're right. Jose, at the start of the campaign, did absolutely nothing wrong and found himself on very few points. Yeah. Very much a, a mental Sulevich campaign. Back, throw back to the Kim Highbreak series. Very as well. little. I ain't gone. I ain't gone a minute. Very little wrong. He miscounted in every single game. Twice. That's it. And yeah, this is my show. Don't put me in. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, we're still waiting for Peter Wright to go absolutely berserk for a game. And I think he may well go back to the world champion dance tomorrow night. Because they started a right for him opening night, averaged 100, I think. Not sure what he did for the second night, but he didn't feel very well. And he hasn't gone back to them since. And he's decided the stone grips don't work for him. The spring-loaded darts definitely don't work for him because he's lost twice for them. I think he goes back to the world championship darts tomorrow. And I think he puts in a performance with them. So I'm going to back Snakey 7 4. Are you as much? That's the excitement. Match number four Nathan Aspinall against Gary Anderson. This, boys. Ooh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I'll go with you first, though, Scott. Yeah, this is a nice fixture because, with the Wolf of Mutual Respect, Gary came out and said that Nathan's one of the only few players that he actually watches. So, and, and Nathan said, pretty much the same that he likes watching Gary and grew up with him. So nice mutual respect. They, they produce some good stuff and it's my turn to sit in the fence and say it'll be six each. <laughs> Come for oh, yourself. How are them splinters, mate? <laughs> they were a bit <laughs> uncomfortable when I had them. Um, yeah, I, I'm i not going to sit on the fence this time. Um, I'm sticking behind my prediction for winning it and... I'm saying Nathan Aspinall beats Gary Anderson 7-4. This is very much head versus heart for me. Because in my heart, Gary, all day, I never ever want to back against him. My head at the minute is saying that Nathan Aspinall is, is not the player that when we started predicting these Premier Leagues three and a half weeks ago, whatever it was, that we all thought he was going to be in this campaign. Um so I think Aspinall wins 7-4. I think that's the one. Final game of the night, boys. And this could be an absolute corker, according to recent form. Table topper, Dimitri Vandenberg takes on James Wade. Scott, you first. You sure? I don't know. I the, the most recent memory I have of these two is, is the Grand Slam, isn't it? When when we just completely outmaneuvered them at the end, this despite that Van Bur played some good stuff. And yeah, I think it's I think Demi's ridden his luck a little bit. I don't I, it shouldn't be first in this way. He's been good, but I don't think I don't think he's been worth the first place. And I think he's gonna drop two points to Wade tomorrow. 7-5, you've just got out-muscled. Um, yeah, I, I, I see where Scott's coming from. I do think if Dimmy misses doubles like he did tonight, then he's not he's not going to win this match. He can't do that against James Wade, as we know. But I just can't bring myself to, to 
pick <laughs> them on to win. 7-5, Dimitri Vandenberg. <laughs> this is where my internal pessimism comes in. James Wade for three nights in a row has averaged 104, 105 and 105. The man does not do that this often, which means he's heading for a, a game where he just doesn't. And the concern is that it's this one. Dimi missed a lot of doubles tonight. We'll want to put that right early tomorrow. But if he does start missing, again, there's opportunities for James. Um, tonight, I've gone against enough people, but I personally want to see win titles. So I'm going to back Wade this time. 7-3. Uh, Go on, Wade. Keep it going. Um, and that, boys, I think pretty much rounds off the show. Um I should probably have checked if we do have a daily pod tomorrow or if we're just going to review it on the live lounge. Uh, we do have one. I'm we sure have one, don't we? Yeah, we, we do, do have a daily pod tomorrow. So, yeah, one more daily left in this second block for the Premier League. Uh, don't forget to check us out on there. Um, don't forget to also go over to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe. Subscribe. Make sure you don't miss out on any of the post-match interviews we've got for you. Like we said, we've played you Van Gerwen tonight. But everybody else's is available on our channel, Online Darts TV. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Jack Garwood with Cameron McFarlane and Scott Mitchell. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day wherever you're listening to this. Goodbye.